the Hoosier men's soccer team had a thriller of a game that they survive in advance on to move to the Big Ten tournament final. You are going to want to hear the exciting recap of that game. And then the women's basketball team kicked off their regular season on Wednesday with a victory. We're going to recap that as well and also preview their upcoming game against Kentucky, a ranked Kentucky team this weekend. So a jam-packed episode to get you guys set on Thursday. You are Locked On Hoosiers, your daily podcast on the Indiana Hoosiers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What is up, guys? It is Thursday, November 11th. A special birthday episode it is my 31st birthday today. Uh, it's uh, Locked on Hoosiers, as always. Um, your daily source for IU Athletics news, analysis, um, just a good time we try to have here. I'm your host, Jacob Rude, and it was a wild, wild day for IU Athletics on Wednesday. As I said in the opener, the men's soccer team had one heck of a game. If you guys missed it, you missed a dandy and instant classic. We're going to recap. Women's basketball team traveled up to uh, Hinkle Fieldhouse to open up their season against Butler. Picked up a win. So two big games, two recaps we'll have as well as a preview. This episode of Locked on Hoosiers, though, is brought to you by McDonald's, proudly serving communities since 1965. McDonald's has always been more than just a place to get tasty, affordable food. It's un- an unofficial community center. Big thanks to our friends at McDonald's. I'm loving it. Thanks for making Locked on Hoosiers your first listen every day. Remember, Locked on Hoosiers is free and available on all platforms, including YouTube at Locked on Hoosiers. Let's jump into this today because I can't wait to talk about this men's soccer game. Hoosiers win in overtime, in extra time, uh, against Northwestern, Big Ten Tournament semifinals, hosted the game in Bloomington, and Joey Mayer gets the golden goal in the 98th minute uh, to win 1-0. For those that don't know, in soccer, golden goal means once you get to overtime, first goal wins as opposed to just playing out the extra session. So uh, it gets razor thin, and IU lived on the edge because while Mayer got the goal, the memorable sequence, a memorable play, the one that everybody was talking about was Roman Celentano's sequence of saves, not three minutes before that. If you haven't seen it, I'm not going to be able to do it justice describing it in a minute, but head to Twitter, head to YouTube, head wherever to find that because earnestly I've watched soccer for a very long time and I don't remember a set of saves or a sequence as incredible as that one was Uh, right around the 95th, 96th minute uh, early in the extra session, a slip in the IU defense, let Northwestern get in on goal. Uh, They come in from the right side, play across, uh, across, across the box Say that 10 times fast. Celentano gets a glove on it, pushes it out, saves that shot. That shot bounces to a Northwestern player, saves that shot. Ball eventually goes out of bounds for a goal kick. I know I didn't do that justice describing it. It was a triple save 
of the highest magnitude. Uh, it technically only counts as three saves. Him getting a hand on the cross doesn't really count for anything, but the sequence uh, was remarkable. It kept IU in the game in that specific moment. They made it count, as I said, about two minutes later. Uh, Spencer Glass has the ball down the left side. Halfway tackled, halfway passes the ball to uh, Ryan Wittenbrink, or Wittenbrink, I should say. He makes a nifty little pass between two defenders. And Joey Mayer, a center back, who was up because of a previous uh, set piece, he never went back on defense, found himself wide open in the box, took his time, had a bit of composure, slots one home. Um, it was a really, really big win because it felt like for quite a while that this was going to be a game that the Hoosiers were going to not get that goal. And Northwestern's keeper, Miskovic, was absolutely remarkable on the day. He finishes with seven saves. I was dreading going to a shootout against a keeper who was playing as well as he was. Indiana had 20 shots on the day, eight of them on target. Uh, Northwestern only had 10 shots and four on target. Three of those on target shots came in that Celentano triple save sequence. So the vast majority of their dangerous attack or offense came in about a five second span. Again, I cannot tell you enough. We tweeted it out from Locked on Hoosiers at LO underscore Hoosiers. It's everywhere. Please go find that. But this was a huge win. Uh, the two sides were pretty even in the first half. Indiana started to take control more and more in the second half. Seemed like they were going to get the goal go right before regulation. Uh, they did not. Goes to overtime. They were still controlling it until that slip. Celentano bails them out. And I don't know if that was the wake-up call they needed to realize how, how much they were flirting with fire. But uh, they convert just a couple minutes later. They will move on to the Big Ten Tournament Final. That'll be on Sunday at noon at Penn State. Uh, this team, Survive in Advance, is a word we used for the last game, it's definitely a word we use tonight. This team is really, really good at that survive and advance kind of concept or play style, whatever you want to call it. It's what they've done many times. It's what they did last year. But I think most importantly, this looks like a team that can contend for a title. So many weapons, so many types of weapons. Offensively, when you have Celentano with Mayer, Daniel Muni was the Big Ten Defender of the Year. He actually didn't play after about the first 12 minutes, I believe, on uh, Wednesday, but Coach Yeagley said he was being extra cautious with him and that he'll be available on Sunday. You pair those three in the center of your defense. Spencer Glass we've talked a lot about as one of the kind of forgotten guys on this team at left back. Um, BB on the right side, he started out there. He moved to the center when Mooney went out, and he was remarkable on the day as well. So IU has a tremendous defense that is completely rounded into shape. And then if you have guys like Victor Bezerra, Samuel Sarver, Tommy Mahalik, Indeley, uh, any number of guys like that, you're going to have a chance offensively. So 
I think this team's really rounding into form. They're going to go to the NCAA tournament regardless. I think they probably have done enough to be a seeded team, which means a first round by the top 16 teams. Uh, but they're going to try to do what nobody's done before in Big Ten history and win four straight uh, conference tournament titles. We'll preview that game a little bit more uh, in Friday's episode, but what an exciting day. I would recommend going back and watching the whole game, but that's a lot of time to dedicate. Certainly go back. Go find that Celentano save sequence. Go find the goal and get prepared for uh, Sunday's game. The Hoosier women's basketball team was very much prepared for their game on uh, Wednesday night. They came away victorious. We're going to look more in-depth at that game here in just a minute. We talked about them to open the show. Our sponsor today is uh, McDonald's, proudly serving communities since 1965. They've always been more than just a place to get tasty, affordable food. It's a place where friends and family can come to reconnect, a place where classmates can meet up for study group, uh, knowing that they'll have dependable Wi-Fi. I've used it multiple times as a stop to upload stories on the road, knowing they have that dependable Wi-Fi. Win or lose, it's a place where teammates, competitors, home team, away team, everybody can go to recharge. It's also that place you always look for on the long road trip, those golden arches as a spot to rest your legs and refuel. Uh So head to your local McDonald's to refuel and reconnect. A big thank you to our friends at McDonald's for always being there. I'm loving it. So the women's basketball team had their opener on Wednesday night. They go up to Butler, Hinkle Fieldhouse, and come away with an 86-63 victory. Uh, It wasn't a blowout from start to finish necessarily. Hoosiers only led 17-13 after one. Actually trailed briefly in the uh, second quarter after a three-pointer from Amelia Sexton for Butler. Put them up 18-17. But Allie Patberg, or excuse me, uh, the the woman of the hour was uh, Nicole... Cardano Hillary, sorry, I blanked on the name. Nicole Cardano Hillary was the woman of the hour. Uh, she had a career or a IU career high, 29 points, seven of eight threes, career high. Uh, she hit a three after that to put IU up 20 to 18, and they did not look back. Huge, huge performance from her. She finishes, as I said, 29 points. She missed one shot all day. One three-pointer, 11 to 12 from the field, 7 of 8 from 3. She did a bit of everything, added 6 rebounds, added 5 assists, all in 33 minutes. Truly a, a remarkable performance. Last season, she hit just 27 of her 99 three-point attempts in 29 games. So a uh, 27% three-point shooter. And in the opening game tonight, hit 7 of 3. Butler basically was daring her to shoot, and that's a strategy we had seen before. This IU team has a lot of talent, and that's kind of the less least of the evils, so to speak. It's to leave Cardano Hillary open. She didn't always make him pay in the past, but 
that is a great sign for this season that she was able to do that in game one. She's had big scoring nights before. She dropped 41 on Penn State when she was at George Mason a couple years ago. Uh, But at IU, she hasn't had anything quite like that uh, until Wednesday. She was an absolute rock for this team. Just an enormous performance for her in the opener. A lot of the names that you guys probably have heard of largely struggled on Wednesday, which made Cardano Hillary's uh, performance all that much better. Allie Patberg finished with just six points, was 2 of 10 from the field, 0 of 6 from 3, though she did have 10 assists on the night. Grace Berger uh, did finish with 18 points for the second leading scorer, also crossed the 1,000-point threshold for the Hoosiers, so big congrats to her. Um, Mackenzie Holmes was largely kind of contained. She was the focus of the defense on the night. She went 5 of 10 for 11 points. She was 1 of 2 from 3. So as I said, uh, Cardano Hillary was 7 of 8 from 3. The rest of the Hoosiers combined were 1 of 18. And of all people, Mackenzie Holmes, typically a post player, was the one who knocked that down. Uh, So the Hoosiers definitely are going to have to adjust uh, in that respect. It's apparently a pandemic, maybe not that word, but something in the water for the IU basketball programs to not be able to uh, knock down threes in on the basketball court. Um, but it was more than enough on Wednesday. Keandra Brown scores 10 points off the bench. Um, the Hoosiers, not the prettiest performance, but any win counts. They were 35 of 67 from the field overall. So you take out those 18 misses from the three-point line, and this was a, a pretty efficient performance, but you can't just ignore those 18 misses. Uh, they were perfect eight for eight from the line. The Bulldogs for Butler, Alex Richard had 20 points. Genesis Park, or excuse me, uh, Zoe Jackson had 18 points combined for almost half of the Bulldogs points on the night. So Hoosiers are 1-0 to open the season. They showed off their depth. This is a team that's going to have Final Four aspirations, not just Elite Eight, not just Sweet 16. This is a team that a lot is going to be expected of them, and they're going to get one of their first big challenges of the year on uh, this weekend when they take on Kentucky. There is there's so much IU athletics this weekend. Ideally, I'd like to save this preview until Friday, but we're going to have to preview the basketball game, the football game, the soccer game, and there's a women's basketball game. So I figured because we were already talking about um, IU women's basketball, we would just kind of preview this game, take a look at this IU team, take a look at this Kentucky team, get a sense for what this what this game is going to be like on Sunday because IU-Kentucky games are always big rivalry games. And this will be an early test for the Hoosiers. So we're going to look at that game, look at uh, what the Hoosiers should expect coming in. But I want to talk about bet online first. We haven't really talked about the uh, IU football line for this week because we haven't just talked IU football at all. 
Uh, we've obviously talked about a lot about men's basketball, a lot about soccer. Haven't really been interested in the IU football team. Um, I've been, as I'm sure many of you guys are, I've been a little frustrated with them. But Bet Online has them as a seven point favorite heading into Sunday's game against Rutgers. I, I haven't looked a ton into Rutgers, but it feels hard to for you to be a seven-point favorite on anyone right now with the way they're playing. If you guys want to take a look into that game, though, BetOnline remains your number one spot for all the basketball and football action this season. Head to their new updated website or on the mobile website. Sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use promo code Locked On to receive that bonus. Whether it's basketball, football, NHL, boxing, UFC, or even your favorite Vegas casino games, don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for the 2021 season. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports. Bet online where the game starts. Hoosiers will welcome in Kentucky on Sunday. It is a ranked Kentucky team. Uh, I don't know how many times we mention it, but IU women's team opens a season ranked number eight in the AP poll, number seven in the coaches poll. Uh, both, I believe, the highest they've ever been ranked. This is a team with a ton of expectations. Kentucky comes in ranked 13th in both. So this is a very early showdown. This women's team is going to have a lot of those early showdowns. They have a, a tough schedule. This is going to be their first test. Uh, Kentucky is strong program, really built themselves up into a strong program in uh, recent years. Two teams have only met 25 times, and I use 12 and 13. Slight edge to Kentucky, though that series is only close because of, I want to say recent, but not necessarily recent. I use controlled the series more recently, I should say. The last game, Kentucky won 72-68 in early December of 2020. Before that, IU had won the six previous games, but that spanned from 1993 until 2006. Uh, So it's not been a very common rivalry, though the two sides uh, appear to be more eagerly scheduling each other. This Kentucky team, as I said, ranked coming in. They opened their season with an 81-53 win over Presbyterian College. They play the University of Alabama on Thursday before they take on IU. So a couple more games. Uh, obviously, we don't have Thursday's box score, but on Wednesday or on in their opener against Presbyterian, um, Drayana Edwards led the team with 20 points. A surprise because um, she was not the leading scorer returning. She averaged 9.7 points last year. Ryan Howard was. She averaged 20 points last year, scored 15 in the opener. Uh, Treasure Hunt uh, scored 18 points. Another surprise because she only scored 3.7 points per game last season. And then Robin Benton. Uh, scored 12 points, which was about double her average from last year. So a lot of new faces kind of stepping up early on for the Wildcats. It is uh, a strong team, and it'll be a strong test for the Hoosiers. It's one of the first of many, like I said. They'll play Norfolk Stake in Quinnipiac uh, after that, but then they take on Stanford. 
uh, on Thanksgiving week. Actually, on Thanksgiving, they will play Stanford. Stanford is number three in the country. So things are going to start turning up uh, with the IU schedule, which will make this game a fun one. It'll be in Bloomington. It'll be on ESPN. It'll be at 5 o'clock. Plenty of reason to head there if you guys are nearby. I would strongly recommend taking as many chances as you can to watch this Hoosier team. Uh, One of the recent bracketologies I saw for this week had the Hoosiers as a two seed uh, with the chance to take on Notre Dame in their little subsection of the bracket as a seven seed and in the same bracket as UConn. So it is wild to me to hear this women's basketball program mentioned in the same breath as your Notre Dames and your UConns. But that gives you a sense about how good this IU program is. So we'll see if uh, they can step up to the plate uh, on Sunday as they take on Kentucky. I'll definitely be tuning in, and I hope you guys will be as well. We'll keep it a short show for today because I think tomorrow might be a pretty long show. I want to thank you guys for making Locked On Hoosiers your first listen every day. We'll be back on Friday to, as I said, preview the basketball, the football, the soccer games. A lot of fun stuff going on. Now for your second listen, head on over to the Locked On Big Ten podcast with Nate Dickinson. If we have a lot to talk about, I'm sure he has even more to talk about. I would imagine they're focusing largely on football still, though. Michigan jumping ahead of Michigan State in the college football playoff rankings is just peak college football playoff committee nine days after Michigan State beats Michigan, and they're already back ahead of them. I don't think either team's that great, but there isn't a lot of logic for putting Michigan State behind Michigan. They don't use a lot of logic when doing those those uh, rankings, though. Be sure to leave a rating and review if you haven't already. I'd love to hear some feedback for you guys or from you guys. Uh, follow us on Twitter at LO underscore Hoosiers. Follow us on Instagram at Locked on Hoosiers. Appreciate all the support. But most importantly, guys, have a great Thursday in LEO.